0: Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast, episode 1047, my inspiring interview with Elliot Neef. And, and we're discussing chess for life. Enjoy. Elliot, welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Happy to have you here today. Thank you, Lee. It's a pleasure to be on. It's certainly not the Hidden Pie podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting, Hidden Pie
1: podcast. Um, welcome, mate. It's uh, eight o'clock your time there. Whereabouts in the um, States are you? Well, right now we're about the center of the U.S. in terms of east to west, yep. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I used to live in Seattle, and now we live here. And and being a chess player, some people go, why did you move there? And I say, well, we lived in the corner of the board, and we teach to control the center, so we moved here. and <laughs> moved to the middle. <laughs>
0: moved to the middle.
1: There you go. That's interesting. Um, chess player. This is um,
0: quite unique, I suppose, having a chess player on here to talk about what you do and you just said there in the pre-interview, um, you haven't worked for 20 years. Um, you do what you love and I think that's a, and that's a really good way to start the podcast because we often talk about um, you know, finding your passion and when you find your passion, it never feels like you work and certainly I can relate. Um, well, I, I can't say that fully. I, I certainly feel sometimes that work is work, um, but I enjoy it and obviously you enjoy what you do. It sounds like you're a chess player. I've got a lot of questions around that too, but tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do do.
1: Absolutely, happy to. So I am indeed a chess player and a chess professional, shall we say in the sense of coaching chess, teaching chess and our mission really of to use the game of chess as an educational vehicle for the mission of impacting a million youth per week with these life skills and mindsets of success. So that's what I do for my for my last 20 years I've been on this mission. Of using the game of chess as this vehicle to impact youth and and to be fair i never imagined i would do this <laughs> yeah. you know growing up playing chess as a hobby dad taught what me age did you like, start learning. playing chess yeah I, you know i can hardly remember my dad taught me the moves i must have been three four years old because i really cannot recall learning how the pieces moved oh. yeah wow. yeah but but i do remember playing my first tournament And somebody played a move on me and I thought, you can't do that. And they said, yes, I can. And I guess I still had some moves to learn. Right. What age was that tournament? I was about eight years old when I played in that first tournament and uh, was surprised by a few things, but fell in love with the game. Okay. I know
0: I just cut you off totally from what your your little instruction there. Um, I apologize, but I'm curious. Um, Playing chess from a very young age, I mean, how far did you go your career as a chess player i mean i assume it turned into well it is now somewhat a a lifestyle career yeah
1: yeah yeah indeed uh so as a as a young player i just loved the game and and self-studied we did not have resources at the time to have a professional coach or anything i just read every book i could get my hands on and uh one of the secrets to getting better was i asked i i like to say well we had no professional coach i've had several hundred coaches Because every single game I played, especially the games I lost, we applied this mindset. And at the time, I didn't call it this, but I really learned it by doing. You can win in the game of chess. You can draw, which means there's a tie. And what else can happen? Well, you can learn. You see, most people say lose. Lose But but my mindset and the way I got better was learning from my opponents. Every single game I played, I would always ask my opponent, "Hey, do you mind looking at the game? Let's talk about what we could have done. Maybe you can share some ideas for me." And so I self self learned the game really, and and had a passion as a young player. I wanted to become high school champion, and I wanted to become a master. That was this this so title that I was like, "Oh, that must be really good," and <laughs> I just wanted that, mm. and I got committed to the goal. What and, was the what?
0: I mean, that want for that. To be the chess master, yeah. What was the drive there? What was the reason for your desire to want that? Do you know, like reflecting I, that?
1: I think it was this underlying desire to be a champion to to achieve something that my dad and others would be proud of. So, so this acknowledgement, desire to recognition, yes, recognition, all these different things, and and. Yeah, it's fascinating thinking back to that because I, I played my first tournament and immediately I had this spark, like, I can do this. I want to be able to accomplish this. I want to overcome this because I did not win that first tournament, you know. But I like to tell students, guess what? Do you think I gave up? And they're like, well, uh, no. I said, so, no, of course not. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. So I studied all year long and I came back and guess what happened? They're like, you won. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> it took me four years of not giving up before I won my first tournament. Mm. And then at age 12, I was like, I really want to be high school champion in my state. Yeah. And I committed to the effort rather than the outcome. And I said, I'm willing to put in four hours a day of personal training to improve my chess. And I did. And by the time I was 15, I won our high school state championships and earned the master level title. Yeah, well done.
0: A couple of things you just
1: said there is, um, you know, that
0: win, draw, or learn. I think, you know, again, you're talking about chess, but it relates to anything in life, doesn't it? We every day we have an opportunity to go out there, win, uh, maybe come a tie, or or learn. And certainly I'm a real estate professional myself, and and that's exactly the case in my industry. Uh, And the other thing there that you, you sort of touched on, which perhaps we can jump into a little bit further is the outcome, you know, focusing on the process, not the outcome necessarily. And what can you do? Um, Yeah.
1: Tell us a little bit more about that because it's it's easier said than done, I think. Absolutely. You know, and I, I have to say that while we have turned this into some tangible ways now, back then I was just stumbled into this. Yeah. You see, when I had this goal of achieving high school champion, yeah. I had no idea who else in the state had that same dream and desire and goal and was putting in the effort. So I said to myself, for me to achieve high school champion, there's already some people and I see that they're about master level. So I guess I have to be a master. Well, to get to be a master, what do I need to know? And I said, I don't know, but I guess if I read every book possible, I'll probably be close. So I made a list of every book I could find from the library and I started reading them. I read the Encyclopedia of Chess. Uh, Didn't learn much, (laughs) but now I can tell you a little bit about the history of chess. (laughs) And, but the mindset that I came up with just on my own was I said, what am I willing to do to achieve this? And I said, you know what? I'm willing to commit to this four hours a day. And I was homeschooled, which helped. So I had some flexibility. So I would get up at 4am and commit to getting my school done for the day. And then after breakfast, I would commit to two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. But I said to myself, there's somebody out there who's doing the same thing. So any day I can do more than four hours, I'm getting ahead of them. And I created this imaginary opponent in my mind. And my battle was with this imaginary opponent. And the scorecard was how many days consistently I could do four hours or more. Mm. And my commitment was just that. Every week, my scorecard was, did I get in my five days of at least four hours a day and anything beyond was what got me ahead of this imaginary opponent. Yes. Yes. Like it. You see, and, and I just kind of fell into that because yeah. it was a way for me to check the box and say, I'm succeeding in my effort, even though if I didn't have a tangible way to say, I'm getting to my goal. Mm. So effort is more paramount than the goal. Absolutely. The dream has to be there or you don't have a why in my yeah. opinion, mm. but then What is required in my view and what I think is so powerful is then crafting a plan. And this is where somebody who has knowledge is so excellent if you can pair up with a coach or somebody who's walked the path already. doesn't matter. Chess, doesn't matter what part in my opinion in life. If somebody who's walked the path can say, guess what? I've been where you are. Here's where I am. Here are the inputs necessary. What are you willing to commit to in terms of effort? Yeah. And based upon your willingness to commit an effort – I can give you a pretty good estimate of how long it's going to take you or if it's a reasonable goal.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. I had to just discover it. Yeah. And I stumbled into it.
0: So for young uh, kids that you you're teaching with this program, obviously that's a big benefit to them to understand that if they can commit to that um, level of effort, whatever that level of effort might be, then I guess the results will ultimately
1: take care of themselves absolutely in in fact if i can give a quick example of one of my own kids yeah uh he enjoyed playing chess you know decent chess player and we played at home never forced it, just enjoyed it because i think it's a great way to train the mind in so many different ways and so we sat down one day and i said okay son what do you want to accomplish in chess he was like i don't know <laughs> he enjoys the game i said well let's think about it did you go you know you played in tournaments And he had scored like three points at the state championships. And he was like, oh, well, how would you like to score at state next year? He goes, well, you know, four or even five. I said, great. Now you have your dream. Now for you to get there, let's do a little research. So we pulled up everybody who scored that score. Here's the ranking level in chess they were. So I asked my son, I said, so what do you think your rating, your skill level probably needs to be for you to score what you said you want to score? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, that number. And at the time, that number would be over 1,200. Over, actually, it was 1,300 in terms of chess ranking for anybody who knows the chess numbers. And at the time, he was about eight to 900. So I said, okay, for you to get there, from my experience, you need to be better in these aspects of the game Here's three books that I would like you to study if you want to get there. If your dream's big enough, you really need to go through these three. You need to do this practice. You need to do about this. And how much time are you willing to put into it, son? Yep. And he, he came up with a number. And I said, great. You would put in that input. I don't care if your ranking goes down as you're doing the inputs. I just care that you put in that input for six months. That's it. And then we'll see where you're at. And he did, he mm. put in the input, but in two and a half months, he had achieved his goal already. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. And what age was time, that? He was, he's now 11. At the time he was, he was, uh he was eight. He was about the age I was when I started playing tournaments.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah. so To try and, and encourage that, more- that understanding of, of goals and, and process, um, and I guess responsibility, too, in that process. So throwing it back to them, what do you think you need to do and um, putting it on, on their shoulders for them to come up with it, giving them exactly. responsibility,
1: certainly, um, yeah, it's amazing. Well done. It it, it really is. And, you know, I, I like to share, I had no idea I would be doing this, right? I was just playing chess for fun and enjoying the game and I started coaching others And these ideas that I'm articulating here, I never articulated at the time. It was only upon reflection later that I realized what I had actually done Mm. in this practice. You see, I started coaching my teammates in high school because I wanted to win. So I got practice coaching. And then I was coaching other students part-time while I ran another company. I worked in a few different professions. Never once in all those years... Did I ever dream I would be doing this as my full-time pursuit? Yes. Yeah. Until the light bulb moment. Tell us about and that. And that moment, that moment, I was in the Seattle region. I was driving all over the, the region, 1,000 miles, um, 1,100 miles a week regularly. I was coaching students all over. I was running another business part-time. I had a job part-time, was doing all this. And I was reflecting and thinking about where am I going in life? What do I want to accomplish? What's important to me? And I had this desire to make a difference. Just this underlying, I want my life to mean something. I want to have my why clear, not just you go through life and suddenly you go, it's gone. I wanted to be purposeful. And as I was reflecting through this and even taking time praying about this and considering all these things, we finished the school season. The chess season aligns with school season. And I had a few parents take me out to dinner and say, hey, thanks for teaching chess. They've done well this year. You know, they've gone well in the tournament. And by the way, here's what we've noticed. Their grades have gone up. Their focus has increased. Mm. See, their ability to focus on homework as an elementary age student. They said, usually it was like 10 minutes. They get home and they have 10 minutes and then they're like, oh, I got to do something else. And their homework's not done. And there's this struggle to be ready for the next day. They said, after training with you, Over this period of time, they're able to focus for half an hour to an hour, no problem. Mm -hmm. They said this ability to do that is tremendous. And they said, besides all that, they're being nicer to each other. So thank you for being a role model and a mentor. And as I drove home, reflecting upon two or three conversations like this, it just suddenly hit me. Here, I was going to leave coaching chess, go back to college and education, and I was already in it literally that week I quit everything else. Yeah. And I went full time and that's 20 years ago.
0: Wow. Yeah. Good and that's stuff. how it happened. Yeah. Good story. But So where, where is the company um, today? Like give us a little bit of
1: a, the insight into the company and the stats. Sure. Absolutely. So our company was uh, incorporated in 2005. Mm-hmm. So 20 years ago was the light bulb moment. And then I just started coaching on my own. Yeah. But then what happened is my schedule gets too full. And I was like, what can I do to help more kids? I guess I better hire somebody. And so I kind of fell into launching a company to do it. Shared the vision, started hiring people, and we were headquartered in the greater Seattle region, Bellevue, Washington, to be exact. We served the Pacific Northwest, and we grew fairly quickly. We were on the Inc. 5000, fastest growing uh, companies in the US for privately held companies, twice on that list. And as we grew, my peak, I had about 85 staff, part-time to full-time. And then just over seven years ago, we had another light bulb moment. What I would call, you know, you're making progress, you're moving forward, but I did not have the clarity of goal. It was just, let me help kids best I can. The vision that came just over seven years ago was, what would it take to impact a million youth? And when you start asking questions like that, it changes your thinking. Mm. And so what happened is we started to actually scale back the complexities in order to create structure that would allow us to scale up for impact. And it was really fascinating. The, you know, when you ask the right question, the answers many Come. times become obvious. Right. You see? So at first... That's got to be some, tra- some training as well to be able to ask
0: yourself those right questions without having that mindset of limitation.
1: Yes. Yes. I I think that's, that's a key part of it is if you start with a limited view, you're never going to ask the right question to get to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. In in fact, one of the, one of the mindsets that we try to give kids that we've uh, brought together in the 10 mindsets of success that we talk about, win, draw, learn was the first one. Another very key one that we talk about is very simply the can do attitude. And we like to say, if you think you can, you most likely can. Mm-hmm. But if you think you can't, well, you're always correct because you won't try. Yeah. So start with can and then go, what would it take? Yeah. And then do your best and try right away and fail fast because mm-hmm. the learning comes from the fail. In fact, I like to say F A I L stands for can you guess? No, you got it. Tell me. First attempt. In learning right you see yeah so th- it's just the mindset of how you think about it and so that's a little bit of our story of how we came to be today we are I moved to the mid Midwest right center of the country we have employees in at least eight states we have tools that are accessible to over 300,000 youth right now and we're making partnerships with different organizations with this goal of impacting a million youth a week. In fact, there's even state legislators in different states that I've been talking to who have seen such outcomes from the game of chess that they want to see chess. And they approached me. I didn't approach them. They want to see chess made an official part of the state-funded education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, everybody bring me to Australia. Everywhere. Hey, there we go. <laughs> love to go down under. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Actually, um, sorry, you yeah, a student of mine did move down there. One of my early day students really? he's now in yeah. in software, also coaches chess part-time online. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some some good folks down there. My nephews um play chess very well. Um, I, I I've
0: never been a great player of chess, but never really tried to to learn um, or improve, but um yeah, interesting game. Yeah. I um, but I love this idea of helping kids learn this process because I think it's a really important process in life. Um, yes. And obviously, that's yes. where the connection's coming from is whilst they're playing chess and maybe not having this goal to be a, a chess master like yourself, um, they're using these skills in in everyday
1: life. Absolutely. Um, in fact, we find that people as young as three and four year olds yeah. can connect with aspects of the game as long as you don't make it too complex. Mm. And it's amazing, even at the preschool level, where these youth using just a couple of pieces can learn to problem solve together, to learn patience, to learn never to give up, to work together, you know, learning all these basic skills that are really essential for your future success. Yeah. And so it, it's really fascinating. And the, and the beauty of it is all the kids just think they're playing a game. Yes, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> they're like, let's um, have some more fun. Let's do some more of these. <laughs> like, like feeding your kids healthy food.
0: <laughs> there's uh, techniques for that. Um, what going back to this idea of, of focusing, having the dream, but focusing on the process rather than the outcome, I assume there's some, some, some challenges that you face with kids around that. And number one, I would think that perhaps, you know, if they're, if they're following the process but not really completing it. So let's say you had four hours a week and you're really only doing two and a half, that might create this negative uh, mindset for kids. And the other part of it too, if they're doing it week after week, and really not seeing a result other than, yeah, okay, I've done four hours, but not seeing an actual tangible result, that would then create a negative mindset as well. What do you do to tackle those challenges?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So there's there's really a couple of things here. One of them is that you need to ensure that they experience success, like you allude to. And the success cannot just be that long-term goal because it's too far off. And the success has to be a little more tangible than just you've checked your box like you said you would. There needs to be this emotional sense of accomplishment. So one of the ways that we've done it through chess is we create activities that are designed for their level that they can succeed in. And let me give an example of how we would do this. Suppose a student learns how all the pieces move, right? They get past those basic movements. And we even have earlier activities for lower levels. But let's say we got an eight-year-old and they just learn how all the pieces move. They understand what a checkmate is. They've already checked off all these boxes of learning these accomplishments of how a piece moves. Well, if you sit down to play a whole chess game, the odds of them winning or doing well are very, very low. And if they keep practicing over and over, they're still not going to experience success. Mm-hmm. So instead, we'll set up a position like they have all of their pieces, all 16 but the opponent, their partner who they work with, has only a king. Now, you'd say that's not a fair game. Well, no, it's not. But now listen to the goal. The goal for one side is to checkmate that king in the shortest number of turns you can, that they can. And the goal for the side with the king is to last as many moves as they can. Yes. So we know the outcome, it's going to be a checkmate because one side has everything, the other one has nothing. Yep. The question is how many turns? And once they accomplish it, high five, win, you accomplished it. Now can you try again to make it in fewer turns? Yep. So they experience success as they put into practice what they've learned. Yeah. You see, so little wins is essential. And notice I said the, their partner starts with a king, which means they're going to lose the game. So what have we just taught them? When you're losing, you still do your best.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you still learn and practice. Yep. And then you'll get a turn to do be on the other side, on the winning side. Well, oh, because and you're so watching the other build. person play too and how they're winning. and hmm. Absolutely. And so we're ingraining, it's okay to be checkmated. Yep. You just do your best. And they don't even know that's what we're teaching them.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And do you, do you find kids um, have troubles meeting their
1: their goals i mean their their sort of process goals absolutely yeah but 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 here's the key about it is you want to set a smart goal right you don't want to set a dream of okay my goal is master yeah great dream and i will never tell them don't set it Hmm. i will say that's an awesome awesome goal now would you like some input as to some goals along the way towards it yeah and let's set a SMART goal, right? Something specific, measurable, right? Achievable, realistic, it's timely. Yep. And we help guide them to create a SMART goal. And as they achieve the SMART goal, you set a new one. You yep. see, one of the mindsets that I really, really encourage is let's say you set a goal, a personal objective, your input is two hours. No, let's just say it's four hours a week, okay? okay. If the student comes to me and goes, coach, I got in two and a half hours this week. They come to me feeling like a failure, right? But my question and my comment to them is, that's awesome. You made progress this week. Tell me about your progress. Because the difference is your goal is out there, but you're seeing the gap, right? The difference between where you are and where you're trying to go. I'm going to ask you to turn around and look at how far you've come. Mm Mm-hmm. we're going to celebrate your progress as you come. And I didn't come up with that concept. I learned this through a a group called strategic coach, Yeah, Uh, Dan Sullivan, amazing people. And I've I've used their tools over time, but that mindset is just so aligned. I use it all the time Mm. because it's a matter of measure your progress. And then what did you learn from it? And then get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing how it energizes someone. Yeah, it's a different way to look at things, and I, I have a, a, an example of
0: this in my own life where I was I was working out at a gym um, for, for many weeks, and I'm feeling like I wasn't getting the results. Yes, you know because I was focused on something else that was probably external to to my ability at the time. But anyway, um, the the gym instructor there just said to me one day, he "goes, geez, you're looking amazing! Like, geez, you've come a long way." And I thought, oh, really? And that was the the moment where you, I went, okay, hang on, there is obviously progress there. And that just gave me the motivation to, to keep pushing forward. So. You
1: know, you know that's interesting, too, when you say that, because I think about this with my own children and with others. If it's that old adage about, you know, you don't see the grass grow, you're watching the grass grow. But yeah. But if you watch the grass every two weeks, you have to cut it again in many cases. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you don't see the incremental growth. So that's also a reason I like with our students and with, with individuals in business and our own goals and things, having a rhythm of effort and then measure and learn from your progress. Mm. Because you also want to say, if the effort is not getting any progress in outcomes, let's change the effort. Let's change the inputs. Yeah. You see? That's wrong. But you got yeah. to give it enough time, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you
0: talked about um focus with with children and how your programs have helped uh, increase their ability to focus. and I think that's a big problem right now with uh, technology, um, and not yeah. just kids, but everyone. um we've we've had our focus stolen in essence. How did your yes. program help
1: improve focus? So, I was talking about this actually with some students recently who are now into careers. And what's fascinating is, uh, one of them recently. In fact, just this last week, we were we were chatting, and he's now a software engineer at a company. And he said, "You know, focus is one of the big things that came to me from chess." And I said, "Describe more. How does that go?" And I'll just share what he what he said to me, which is you know what I've seen. So, if you're in the computer games and these kind of elements, what are you doing? You're reacting, right? You're reacting to things, and you're actually reducing your ability to focus through many video games. Not all, but many. Oppose that with what we're doing in chess. In chess, we're saying, you want to make a turn, pause. If you see a good move, can you think about a better move? Can you think about another alternative? If you do this, what's going to happen? So we're already slowing down our movement into thinking. And then as we go deeper, we start saying, what is your plan and your goal in the position? And let's think through that goal in the position and then backtrack it to figure out what move to play now. You see, we're teaching very strategic thinking you don't just calculate you think about an end goal and then you figure out the steps to get there and then you decide what move to play now Mm -hmm. and then as you do that in chess competitions it's traditional in at least the area we were in that the time control meaning how much time you have to play a game because there's actually a timer in chess games and sometimes you'll see them play these games with a timer speed chess and all Mm -hmm. well traditional for a lot of the tournaments for kids is you have 30 minutes per side for all the moves in the game that means a single game can last an hour. Yeah. Wow. So it's no wonder their focus went from 10 minutes to an hour. <laughs> right, yes. When they're playing a game they love, it's training them to stay focused for longer periods because they don't think about it being long because they're immersed in it. Yeah. And then when they go to the national championships, the typical time control was two hours per side, which means they could play a game for four hours. My longest game went over eight hours. Wow. wow. Now, if you think about it, there was another student that I heard from from his dad one time, and he was doing his uh, PhD and doing his dissertation, and he's graduated now. And he told, unsolicited to his dad, he goes, you know, dad, I'm sure glad I played chess when I was younger. He goes, at nationals, I was used to four-hour matches. He goes, my colleagues, by the time we're at two hours on a project, they're burnt out. And he goes, I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah. You see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that, that's one of the ways. That a lot voters. of great
0: benefits. Um, there you go.
1: Who would have thought, Hey, eh? Chess. Yeah, exactly. You, you want to know one of the ones that's, that's mostly not thought of. Hmm. Go for it. You see, chess is understood to be strategic. And a yeah. lot of people think, you know, you got to be smart to play chess or succeed at chess and things like this. you got to have a great memory. you got to have all these things, right? It's perceived globally as a smart person's game well actually anybody can learn to play chess who doesn't have a major disability it just has to be learned the right way Mm -hmm. so what happens is we've even developed various workshops where we'll go in and work with low-income youth and different ones and kids who might have start with a failure mindset or or a mindset of you know i can't we can go in and even we did this a few weeks ago we could take hundreds of students and they can learn the game of chess, the basic rules within two hours, the whole group of them, many times yep. within one hour to 90 minutes. Yep. Well, what happens if you take someone who thinks they can't, and they suddenly learn this game and suddenly realize they can do a smart person's game. It boosts their confidence because if you can do this, which is associated with perhaps other other areas of success or IQ, well, then you can do anything. And if their mindset was, I'm not smart, and now they do a game that is perceived as smart. Right, yeah. Their confidence is boosted. Yeah. And that's what I think is unique about chess because you can take other games like Go or other other strategic games that might even be somewhat more complicated than chess or at least on a par, but but it doesn't have that connotation. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, 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 yeah,
0: the, the uh, you know, the confidence boost through experience. But yeah, being able to go into anything and that you think you're not too confident with, right. and then proving yourself will ultimately boost your, your confidence moving forward and other things too.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I do believe mindset is absolutely key to this. Mm. You mm. see, it's, it's, it's why I don't know if you know, but I published a book some time, some years ago. called a a pawn's journey transforming lives one move at a time yeah and the whole idea behind that was to share these mindsets and stories of students who've actually truly accomplished this in life yeah you see because many people hear chess for life and they go oh you play chess your whole life and i'm like actually no in fact if i've done my job most of you will quit chess (laughs) because playing chess as a career is not a great career choice yeah, You'll right. get far further ahead, at least financially, if you do something else. Of mm. course, if it's your passion, your love, and you can make it work, go for it. Yeah, and I think it's a great thing what you guys are
0: doing, bringing more of this sort of thing to school children or, or children in general, because it's yeah. not really taught, you know. We, we're not taught about mindset and and how to win at life, I suppose. You know, we yeah. just yeah.
1: mostly exactly. taught.
0: Well, mostly just given stuff that we want, have to learn and not really knowing why.
1: um so yeah no great 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 thing what you're doing thank you thank you i believe it's crucially important even more so now because you look at what the world's gone through the last few years Mm. and then you look at the progress in technology and ai yeah and what does the future look like right the half the jobs that are current right now are going to be gone because of ai so the world is going to be so dramatically shifted in the next 8-12 years that it doesn't really hardly matter what you know, in my opinion, what matters is how you think, hmm. how do you problem solve, how do you collaborate with others, how do you work better together, another principle we try to teach, mm-hmm. which is every one of us, just like chess pieces on a chessboard, have different ways that we move, different strengths, different abilities, yeah. your, your best success comes when you bring those different abilities together instead of go because I move this way I'm better than you You yeah yeah yeah. so it's this collaboration mindset too Mm. and imagine the, the dream that I keep focusing on is can you imagine a generation of youth who have a mindset that failure is a way to learn that it's okay to go through that with a mindset of I can if I believe I can Yeah. And a mindset that says we will always be better together instead of me against you. Mm. Yeah. Imagine that kind of power solving the future problems. Mm. Big dreams. It is. It is indeed. But you know, if it's not it if it's not big enough, is you know, if if it's not important (laughs) enough, is it worth doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, man. I like it, and obviously, I can see the passion there as well. What um, have you ever played a machine
1: computer in chess? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, I have. I've been uh, soundly and roundly defeated many times by the chess computers. Back when I was competing, '90s in the '90s to early 2000s, more the late '80s, early and '90s, uh, chess computers were just coming into vogue. Mm. and so i played against some of them even to help rank them because they would play a machine against humans who were ranked in order to give the machines ratings right and i really did not like playing them because they were so unlike playing a human (laughs) with a human there's this battle of mind and will and and the psychology of it with the with the computer it was like you could get a great position and then where a human would probably not defend the right way a computer comes up with crazy technical means of playing the game i just never enjoyed it now ai has advanced so much they can mimic human behavior in a chess game and it's actually more realistic that way but my enjoyment of the game really had to do with playing humans right the interaction the friends that i built over it the global friends i've played people in other countries who don't speak a word of english and i don't speak a word of their language and we felt that we were friends Because we could talk on the chessboard. We could play a game and we could discuss possibilities just by showing. It's just amazing. It's an amazing game. The borders that you can
0: cross through a game. Tell me, when you were playing computers or when you played computers in the past, whilst it may not have been enjoyable, (laughs) were there learnings?
1: Yes, indeed. Now, to be fair, I've not played them enough to have a very broad sense of it I had a simple chess computer I trained against I played other stronger ones I did definitely discover much learning and especially in the software once the web computers came out in these programs because you could plug in your games and it would give you insights and tactical ideas that you may never have thought of before so there's much learning from that and and there's some people who have gone deep into this like alpha zero is a pretty famous chess computer now that's worth reading about pretty fascinating. Some of the AI that they have done where the old idea behind the chess engine was plug in all these games of famous players and plug in all the known material. And then use that bank plus brute calculation against others. Well, the modern AI is learn against yourself. It's self-learning. And so, some of the the best computers in the world today were never programmed with any of the historical games. They were simply learning against themselves in in a short matter of time, became the best in the world. Crazy, just fascinating. Fascinating. (laughs) Actually, uh, on that topic, just to take it one step deeper, I was listening to uh, a a person I used to play against and or was friends with in early on, and he became U.S. champion, Hikaru Nakamura. And recently, it was asked the question, in fact, just the last few months, about how these chess computers have changed the way top-level players compete. And he said something that totally surprised me in some way. And he said, the chess computers have actually taught us it's okay to give up material. Early on, computers were known for they would take a pawn or anything else, and they would have the advantage and hang on to it and beat you. But now the computers are so strong, they literally are giving up material, meaning a pawn or a knight or a bishop or something, for an edge in the position that has more uh, initiative, more attacking opportunities. And that has come from the computers to the point that the top world-level contenders are are now searching for those opportunities to get an edge over their competitors. Wow. (laughs) So the computers are now teaching us.
0: That's crazy. Okay. A little yeah. bit out of my head, but yes, I,
1: yeah. I I kind of get it. That's um, conceptually right. <laughs> AI is, ugh. but you know all of this to say, I was master level, right? High school champion, top fifteen in the country for my age at the time. Represented our our state, but I was going to quit chess because at the end of the day, that wasn't fulfilling. But what is is impacting youth, and you don't have to be a master to do it. Right, an educator who cares about kids and then has a vehicle like this, they can make a tremendous difference. Hmm. That, I think, was the secret for us when we said, what would it take to impact a million youth? And, you know, the problem is we couldn't find enough chess coaches who were strong players who were actually good with kids. Yeah. And so the solution that we ended up coming up with was what if we took those educators who care about the kids and developed a structure that would empower them to bring the benefits of chess? To them, and that's what we set out to do and accomplished. And that's the yeah. reason today I can have a team that's still only double digits, and yet our tools can be accessible around the whole U.S. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Lots, lots of gold to unpack in this conversation, there, Elliot. And I really do appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely, um, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely, Lee. Thank you for having. I know me. the um. I know the audience is going to enjoy it too, mate. What's um, what's the best way people can
1: reach you and find out more about um, Chess for Life and, and yourself? Absolutely. The, the simplest way is simply our company name as a website, chess, the game, number four, life. Yeah. So it's C-H-E-S-S, f- number 4 L-I-F-E, yeah. dot com, And then our YouTube channel, all kinds of free resources. We put all kinds of resources out there to help the general community. And you can find us on Facebook and follow us along on the social media. Uh, but those are some of the easiest places to find us, Chess for Life, our Facebook and our YouTube channel that's awesome very well yeah. done all right guys and i'll done. stick it
0: all in the show notes um thank elliot for coming on and elliot thank you once again a pleasure lee thank you check it out guys the until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon